Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Filling in for Alex Ferrario today, I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. And right now, we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the former manager of the Tigers. He was in that position from 2014 to 2017 and a three-time gold glove catcher for the Astros. He is Brad Osmus joining us here on the show. Brad, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. So I was curious because the Cardinals right now are going through a little bit of a struggling period. They've lost 14 of their last 20 games. And I wanted to draw from your experience as a manager, Brad, when you have a team that's going through a slump like this, is there anything in particular that you used to do that would help, whether it be keep the morale up or shake things up in the clubhouse? What what are some of the go-tos for you as a manager when you have a slump like this? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, Mike has a big help with a couple of guys in the clubhouse, certainly in Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright, because these guys are battle-tested. Uh, they've been two seasons, and they they're under they're, they're very understanding of the fact that you're going to have periods where even winning baseball teams are going, going to lose baseball games. Uh, And it's often easier for players to relate that to younger players than it is for a coaching staff or a manager. Uh, That being said, there are things obviously a manager can do. One of them is shake, shake things up, shake the lineup up. Uh, They can send somebody down that's not performing and bring someone up that uh, was performing triple A and see if that uh, lights a spark. But, but generally speaking, I think, managers the good managers i've been around um and i've i've tried to use this when i've been a a manager at the major league level is is try and kind of be steady and and understand that this is a little bit of the ebb and flow uh, of baseball baseball isn't like football where you you know you go to battle once a week and uh, it's almost a must win on a, a game by game basis you are going to have losing streaks the best teams in the game are going to lose over 60 games so uh I think being steady and the other thing I like to preach is having no rear view mirror because you can't do anything about the last bit on the last pitch, the last play in the field, um, the last game, the last series. Uh, and that's kind of the approach you take. And then on top on a little bit more of a macro level, just win series, win the series. You're not going to win every game, win the series. And if you win every series, you're going to be in the playoffs. Brad, thanks so much for joining us today. You know, you, I thought you made a fantastic point about how Yachty and Wainwright can 
bring in some help to Schilt about what's going on in that clubhouse. When I'm curious in your perspective and in your career, how have you seen veterans kind of step up and what can they do to help unite the team during a stretch where it's not so good? Oh, the one thing they can do is not panic. I, I don't think panic is good for anyone in a baseball clubhouse. You know, when we were in Houston, when, when I played in Houston, we had a bunch of veterans um, and we had great rivalries with the Cardinals at that time in kind of the early, mid-2000s. Um, but we had a group of guys who understood it was a 162-game season and you had to play all 162 um, to go to the playoffs. Uh, you know, that being said, there's things that general managers have to worry about, like the trade deadline, et cetera. Um, and I, I think back to 2000 and 2005 when the Astros, with that veteran group, we had Bagwell, Biggio, uh, Clemens, Pettit, uh, myself. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving someone out, but we had a, a big core group of veterans that understood stood the length of the season. And we started 15 and 30, 15 games under 500, and ultimately went to the World you know were able to beat the Cardinals uh, in the NLCS and went to the World Series. So uh, I think those experiences, uh, and Yachty and, and Wayno have experienced that, uh, uh, those experiences and then having the ability to relate that to younger players is a huge asset uh, for an organization. When you were 15 and 30, was there anything that was said? What, what got you guys going after that? Was it just something clicked or was there actually something tangible that happened at that point? Uh, there was nothing tangible. The only thing that tangible I remember was that the Houston Chronicle put a tombstone on the, I think it was the front of the sports page saying that our season was over. Um, and, and people like to look back to that in Houston as, as kind of a turning point. But truthfully, I think it's kind of just water finding its level. We had a bunch of good players that were underperforming and it had to come together at some point. We're talking to Brad Osmus, manager from the uh, Tigers from 2014 to 2017. When you have a situation like this, Brad, and the Cardinals, like I said, have lost 14 of their last 20, does it help inside of that clubhouse, whether it be from the player's perspective or the manager's perspective, and I know you have both of those, that like for the Cardinals, the rest of the National League Central has not performed particularly well in this stretch either. There's still four games out. It's not like the Brewers or the Cubs are running away from from them in the division. Does that help kind of quell some of the concerns within that clubhouse that you're still in this thing, even though you haven't played well? Yeah, you, I mean, if you're looking at the standings, you know, hey, four games over the, uh, over more than half a season ago, uh, it certainly is far from un, uh, undoable. So, uh, you know, that, that does make it easier when the teams around you are losing. I do think that division, it's lining up to be a bit of a dogfight. Uh, the way things are going right now, I think there'll be some separations. We get deeper into the season. Uh, but yeah, certainly, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to be, to look at when you're struggling or slumping and be four games out than to look and be 11 games out. Brad, you know, I was thinking, and I wanted to hear your perspective as a former manager, when you notice some of your key players, especially offensively slumping and, and then starting to press because of that, what are some things that can help right the ship in that regard? And, and you know, it's, it's hitting is mental enough. So when you're adding on to that, it sometimes can make things worse. What have you seen that's been successful in your career on, on how to kind of fix that? You know, the, you know, obviously you can get in the cage. You can do early batting practice. There's all types of things you can do. And I, for me, the one thing I have done, I've done a couple of times, we did it with Justin Upton in Detroit when he was struggling after he, uh, he signed there uh, early on in the season is, you know what, you just say, hey, 
I'm going to sit you down for three days. I'm going to do everything in my power to not let you sniff the field. I don't care if you take batting practice. I don't care if you hit in the cage. That's your call. If you want to work on something with the, bat, the hitting coaches, uh, do it. But you do not have to do it. I really just want you to take a, a step back, take a deep breath, understand that you've always hit. This is just a bad stretch. Clear your mind. Um, and then hopefully that person, that player comes back uh, kind of refreshed. Um, in the case of Upton, that seemed to help. Um, to me, sometimes taking a step back is, uh, is the way to go. And in a game that is extremely mental. Brad Osmus is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Brad, we, we hear a lot of questions from Cardinals fans about the post-game answers that we're hearing right now from Mike Schilt. And sometimes there are questions about him kind of basically sticking up for his team in a way that Cardinals fans don't like, right? Because they're feeling the bad part of the losing. They want Mike Schiltz to go in there and be angry. When you're going into a post-game press conference as a manager, how much of that is you talking to the media versus you talking to your team through the media? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I, I, you know, there are a portion of the players that don't really uh, care what is written or said about them. They don't pay attention to it. But there's a big chunk that do, especially now with social media and Twitter. You know, they, a lot of times they just get blurbs, but the, they may get blurbs from Mike Hill. And uh, so you, uh, there's no, there's really no chance that Mike uh, is going to or should blast his players in a public manner. Now, if if the Cardinals are playing sloppy, if they're having terrible at bats, and it's not just a slump then that has to be dealt with. And sometimes that's dealt with whether it's one-on-one with that particular player or whether it's something, you know, if it's, if it's a, a group problem like bad base running, bad decisions, then maybe that has to be dealt with on a, uh, more of a team level. But blasting players in the paper, uh, that, that's just not going to help, especially when you have play 162 games and you're with these people for, for six months. Last question on this that I've got for you before I want to ask a question about those early 2000s Cardinals Astros games. How does a manager approach the deadline? Do do you have conversations inside of the clubhouse? Because the Cardinals, it would appear they're not going to be a seller. So it's not going to be those kinds of questions. But as a potential buyer, are you having conversations within that clubhouse at that time? Uh, as a player or as a manager? As a manager, and then I guess as you've got the player side of things, too, and you certainly had some teams with the Astros that looked at potentially making big-time additions at the deadline. So I guess from both perspectives, what's the deadline like for you? Well, as a player, you're really, if you're in the hunt, you're just kind of hopeful that you can do something. Um, as a manager, it's a little different story because now you're dealing with the general manager. You're dealing with budgetary constraints. You're dealing with the uh, um, um, service time constraints, um, injuries, you know, potential guys of guys that are coming back. Um, you know, how much are you, are you willing to deplete any of your minor league system to acquire big league talent? There's a, there's a lot more questions involved uh, for the general manager. And then obviously that trickles down to the manager, but as a whole, the people in the clubhouse, the people with their, the, the uniforms on, they want help. They want to win and they want, they want to be, uh, be as good as possible and, and better if the trade will make them better. Last question for you. We're talking to Brad Osmus here on 101 ESPN. Uh, I do a show with Danny Mack, uh, the Cardinals broadcaster from 10 to 11, and he told me I could not let you off the phone today without asking you your perspective on Jim Edmonds' big catch in Game 7 of the 2004 NLCS. Can you take us through what that moment was like from your perspective? Because, of course, it's remembered here in St. Louis as a monumental moment. What was that like for you? Jimmy stole my spotlight, I think. 
I think that was going to be my that was going to be my big playoff moment right there. I was going to get hit the bases clearing triple and put us up early. So it was a great play. You know, he's he's always been a tremendous defender. Um, uh, I was a little shocked he caught it. He re- they really could have doubled up the guy. I, you know, he, 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 it's hard for him to tell because he's diving to make a catch, but they could have made a double play out of it. Um, but yeah, he he kind of stole my my spotlight. I, I'm kind of pissed at. Him. I'm a little angry with him. Is that the toughest uh, toughest beat you've had as a hitter, or is there another one that comes to mind in front of that? Um, well, I mean, that's probably the toughest on the biggest stage. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Brad, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. All the best to you, and we'll talk with you again soon. All right, I appreciate it. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.